Welcome to Widowed Too Soon. This is Michelle Vader, and I'm sitting here with my co-host and friend, Mark Massaro. How are you doing today, Mark? I am feeling pretty great. How are you, Michelle? That's awesome. I'm all right. How was your Halloween and like all the things that you've done since we have last done a podcast? It was spooky. (laughs) Seriously, was not expecting that. It was, uh, it was great. We went to church in the morning and uh, it was a great message. And then uh, went home for lunch, went right back to church for, we did a trunk or treat. So we had like so fun. 30 cars that decorated their trunks and there were games and popcorn. And one of the um, uh, leaders of our church is also a DJ. He does like weddings and stuff nice. like that. And so he was, you know, mixing it up. It was pretty awesome. And then went straight from there to trick or treating um and yeah we tore up the neighborhood it was awesome nice <laughs> really good time nice. yeah um we had a really really ever, fun time do you ever take any of their candy like luke used to take the kids candy yes. and go it's dad tax and That's like my so candy we, yeah they get home and they'd spread it all out and then he would take his favorite they would give it to him you know they loved that that was uh, fun. what's your favorite to, kind of candy oh, oh i was gonna say real quick Lacey used to tell me um, like she'd tell me this every Halloween that her and her brother, when they were little, they'd trick or treat and then mm-hmm. they'd get home and they'd dump all their candy out on the floor and they'd start working trades. <laughs> I'll trade you two of these for that. I'll trade you this for that and whatever. That's cute. And, um, they'd be sitting there eating candy while they're making their trades or whatever. So I always think of that every year. Um, what is my favorite candy? Yeah. Like oh man like- I, you know what to be honest I'm not a huge candy person anymore mm. um but I, even though I can't eat very much of it I'd have to say the cookies and cream Hershey's bars or Ooh, Kit, those are good. Or like Kit Kats Ooh, those are good. I like I like dissecting the Kit Kat like eating it like uh <laughs> there's a way that you can eat sure the chocolate off so that you can take <laughs> like the three little- wafers out of it yeah I feel oh, all accomplished yep. and I get three mm-hmm. full thin little wafers I'm like yeah I'm professional um yeah. what about or skittles i like skittles and, um what are your favorites uh, uh reese's peanut butter cups like hands down there's really there's no, that's oh, actually yeah. what i got to give out to the kids oh it's the best you did good <laughs> that's like the most popular we had a bunch of them and those were definitely like taken so i got the ones you know. well there was a it was a variety pack mm-hmm. And there were the regular mm. Reese's. There was these Reese's that were like the Frankenstein. So they were half white chocolate. Mm. And then Ooh. there was, there was, wait for it. There was Reese's peanut butter cups stuffed with Reese's pieces candies. Uh-uh. I want that yep. one. <laughs> Should I go trick-or-treating your house? That sounds pretty and good. We, get, we don't get very many trick-or-treaters and so you have my, <laughs> on my street. So I, I mean, every kid that comes to the door, I'm like just giving them handfuls. And, uh-huh. It was like three kids came to my door. Um, oh my goodness. But yeah, and I know nobody came because I have the ring doorbell camera. Yeah. And so I know mm-hmm. nobody came to my front door while we were out trick-or-treating. Um, but yeah, it's cool because there's actually, it's funny because like two streets away from here, there's this house that, they, this is why there's no trick-or-treaters on my street, I think. Because mm-hmm. there's this house that they they put down a big projector um, and they have like a baseball game. They put couches out in their driveway and welcome people to just come and <laughs> hang out. Then they have awesome. the kids area. And uh-huh. then there's a sign that says adult trick-or-treating. And if you go up a little further, they're giving out <laughs> like, like alcoholic drinks to the oh adults. My goodness. So everybody hits that house. Like we, it was so dark and quiet when we were walking over there. And then all of a sudden we get on the street and it's just going off. There's just people everywhere. I'm like, Oh, this is where everybody is. That's funny. So yeah. Um, I had to give out Christmas. They were like a Christmas tree Reese's peanut butter cup because I went shopping too late for Halloween candy. There was none on Halloween uh, or no, the day before no Halloween candy. So I went to the back and got Christmas candy, bunch of Christmas. Wow. Candy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Don't, don't wait last minute, but our, um, Halloween. Yeah. Was I like Christmas better. Right. Um, it was not so great. Like the reason I'm like, we had, so I got the candy, put it in a bowl and put it outside the house because my son got COVID. So mm. we couldn't even hand out Halloween candy. Oh um, man. And, uh, yeah, he picked it up from, he was out of town. Anyways, he got it. We have not dealt with COVID yet. And so it's, it's a lot, you know? Um, and so the other two kids, of 
course had to cancel all their Halloween plans. It was their first year that they had plans with their friends and they were so excited, but you know, and it's hard for kids to understand, well, I don't have it. And I could get a negative test. And I try to explain like how it works. You could get it later. And then I said, what about this? Like, what if daddy was still alive and you went to a party and somebody else, their sibling had COVID and they came and they carried it. And then you carried it home and then he got it and he died from COVID. And like, once I explained that to Hayden, he was like, yeah, you're right. Like, so they, like once they put themselves in that situation, yeah, they could understand it a little bit better. So that makes sense. That's yeah. tough though. That's tough. Yeah. They were like really bummed, but yeah. And now they have to miss tons of school. <laughs> so, um, our, I'm like, Hey, you guys, we could just sleep in every day. Let's be happy about that. Like, I'm happy. I don't have to get up at six o'clock <laughs> and drive you guys. So I'm good. Um, speaking of driving, my oldest got his license. So nice. that wow. is good, but it actually brought up a little grief, you know, any milestone seems to do that. Sure. Um, the first well, this one was, a, drove... this was especially different for you. This wasn't yeah. just a milestone. This is huge. Yeah. Because he, so first of all, he got his license and then he also now has his dad's truck. And mm. so we got it fixed up. Like he really worked on it with my dad and got the tires up and we replaced the battery, got everything going again. He went and bought wheel, windshield wipers, you know, got everything going. And, um, so there's a couple things that were hard about the first time he drove away, it was in my car, but I was crying. And I, I don't know if you guys know the app life 360, if you don't, you should get it. You can follow your kids. So you can see where they're at, how fast they're going. I'm literally like in my room in the corner and I'm crying and I'm watching <laughs> and I'm like, slow down slow down and like totally obsessing i'm like how did my parents do it like they didn't even get to see <laughs> i'm like literally talking to it because there's these windy corners on the way to school i'm always like slow around the corners so, <laughs> I'm, like literally obsessed with watching it anyways life 360 um i'm watching it but then the, the grief came because i was like i wish that luke could see this like mm -hmm. i want him to see it and then the next day or a couple days later when he got the truck going driving behind him it was so weird because i haven't seen a truck driving since luke because we've just put it in storage mode yeah and so that's been a little crazy and then he's been like listening to luke's like old cds and like mm. you know old old music like they're that's burnt. Be real bittersweet yeah but you know the old school i tried I had to explain it like we used to do this thing where you you burn the cds off of like Napster or have you heard that the name, name that shall not be said <laughs> I don't know careful you're gonna get widowed too soon a lawsuit <laughs> so it's like in like when people do the long time yeah, ago. pirating music yes and like it's like all handwritten on all his CDs <laughs> so Hayden's listening to them now which is it's really special actually and it was still yeah. sent to all of Luke's radio stations his talk radio and so I know it's been a big deal for Hayden to drive his dad's truck you know that's something mm -hmm. that he's wanted to do for a long time so so that was a big I can change. relate. I can relate to what you're saying. I sold um, Lacey's car to a friend of mine, and still to this day, seeing it driving around, seeing it oh, getting yeah. to church or whatever, it's always like, oh man, like that was Lacey's car, you know. So I get what you're uh -huh. what you're saying. I remember my friend uh, Tamara when she she didn't know. I, I didn't even think to tell her this, but she didn't know. This was like, I don't know, maybe a month after Lacey passed, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, but. Um, she, Tamara didn't know that I sold the car she knew it was for sale, but she didn't know I sold it. And so we're all, mm -hmm. it's all our group of friends. So the wife, Stephanie came over to Tamara's house to pick something up and she pulled up in her driveway in Lacey's car. And she's like, I thought for just a brief second, Lacey's here. Right. And mm -hmm. I was just like, oh man, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think to tell you that I sold it and that, you know, yeah. Anyway, so I, I understand what you're saying. It is weird seeing their vehicle <laughs> driving around. Yeah, it was so weird. But yeah, so it was a, it was a bittersweet, you know, week as, of him getting his license and driving his dad's car and all of that. But yeah, you know, and then just um, actually going through the COVID stuff has brought up anxiety, which is our title today. Um, anxiety, the forgotten stage of grief, which is actually to be fair, where I got the title is a book and I'm going to put a link to it. I read it after Luke died. It's very good about how we don't often don't talk about how anxiety can come after someone dies. And it talks about, especially if you've watched someone die, it can increase your anxiety. I never had anxiety before Luke died. 
um, never struggled with it. I'm always just like, yeah, whatever, not worried about things. But now I have anxiety about myself dying. And it's not that I'm scared of going to heaven or any of that. It's leaving my kids. And Mm -hmm. so I know that you guys listening, I'm sure this is a common thing I've talked to widows and widowers about um, is having this anxiety and this fear. So whenever anything medical happens, I have such a hard time. And so when I found out Peyton had COVID then I'm like, what if I get it? You know, and especially, you know, we just interviewed Lisa last week and it's a real, you know, it's a real thing uh, that it, it's not good. And so I just started getting really scared. (laughs) And then my mom was like, well, do you, you know, like, do you trust God? And then I realized I'm actually struggling with this. I'm like, yeah, but he let Luke die. So I don't know. Like it's just coming up now, almost a year and a half later that I'm like, I'm struggling with this. Yeah. I I trust God with my day-to-day stuff, but he doesn't always do what we want. Like his plan could be for me to die. And I'm not okay with that. And I'm struggling. And I, I, I trust him, but it's hard to trust sometimes when the outcome is not what you want. <laughs> and like, yeah, so that's been kind of where my mind is with that. You and know, like, from all the things we've talked about before, I know you know that that is not from God. Right. Those right. fears are not from God. And it's hard. I know I totally relate and understand, but that's the advice everybody gives me when I'm feeling in a funk last, just last week, I was having a really hard time. And, um, you know, those feelings are not from God. God wants us to live a life of, um, faith and yeah. And so I, but I get it, I get, I get it, (laughs) but just, you know, the advice that I get every time I feel that way is people telling me like, that's not from God. Yeah. That's not from God. Right. And it's not to, you know, go contrary, but like second Timothy one, seven for God get <clears throat> for the spirit. God gave us does mm-hmm. not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. None of us are perfectly doing any of this or we wouldn't have a podcast, right. um, <laughs> but uh, you know, just to like encourage you and encourage others that like God wants us to turn to him when we feel those fears and because mm-hmm. they're real, they're valid. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people refer me to the Psalms, um, mm. that, you know, when that David was the, the, I mean, he experienced it all. He talks about all these things, anxieties and fears and depression. And every time I call somebody and reach out to him and tell him I'm having a tough time, they always refer me to the Psalms. Like you need to read the Psalms. You're mm. not the only one to feel this way um read what David has to say about depression read what he has because I was Mm -hmm. I was going through a lot of depression last week and honestly to be honest with you I don't know what was exactly causing it um Mm -hmm. I was just feeling really down and everything I thought about just made me feel down and I finally reached out to some people um you know as Michelle has been recommending to me for six months I finally started grief counseling I'm so proud of you (laughs) so awesome one after one session, I was like, I'm so glad I did this. Um, just like I've Should've been told listened. by many people that would. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm here now. You did it. <laughs> so better late um, than never. <laughs> but you know, when I, I did reach out to my pastor and a couple really close friends of mine, Brian and John, and I was just honest with them and just told them like I'm I'm going through a lot and my heart hurts and my heart's heavy and um you know, I feel alone and scared. I'm scared of raising my kids alone. And, you know, all the things that I, I have been afraid of were just really like coming to the surface. And, you know, I was feeling a bit of anxiety about it too, because it's kind of, so I'm, I'm, you know, that was, that advice I was saying to you was like the message, not the messenger. Cause like, right. I I'm constantly telling myself those same things, you know, to, to not have a spirit of fear and um it's it's hard though right it's hard it's hard mm-hmm. when you're feeling that on the deepest levels right to tell yourself god doesn't want me to feel this way right. i mean it helps mm-hmm. but it's, it's like the feelings right. are real the feelings are there and they're stirring inside of you and anxiety is nasty i felt a lot of anxiety um before and after lacy passed i was living on anxiety um, it was my food, uh, because I wasn't eating very much. I wasn't sleeping. It was just like the, I feel like the only thing that was 
I mean, besides the obvious God, but the only thing that was like keeping my body even awake was anxiety and fear. Um, Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. It was like my heart was just rushing all the time from anxiety that like, I felt like it was giving me what I needed to Mm -hmm. stay awake, honestly. Um, Yeah. And to be able to think, but yeah, it's, it's nasty. Anxiety is horrible, horrible thing to Mm -hmm. experience. I used to think foolishly before any of the stuff with Lacey, um, you know, just being totally honest, I used to think that anxiety was just weak-minded people mm-hmm. that I'm like, you can talk yourself out of that. Cause you know, I have, mm-hmm. like, I have shared a couple of times. I have I've been through a lot in my life and yeah. never have experienced anxiety. And, uh, then when it happened to me, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I've been such a fool. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, you know, but you, you can't know unless you've felt it. You can't right. know what it's like. And anyways, yeah. What were you well, going to say? I'm sorry. I just was going to kind of go back to the beginning of like what happened, like for me with anxiety. Um, I mean, it's, I don't get like I used to be where it was like a physical, I'm going to faint kind of anxiety, but um, basically, so as you guys may or may not know, if you've listened to my episode two, when I told my story, um, Luke actually died from a blood clot, not cancer. Um, so that's the, the ultimate thing. I mean, obviously cancer is cause of death, but that's the thing that cut his life a little bit shorter anyways. So a couple of days after he died, I, I felt like, and it, it started in his calf and it went to his lungs or his heart. They're not sure. But anyways, I, my calf was hurting. I thought it was, I literally remember laying in bed, like oh, it's happening to me too. And like, mm. just freaking out and like, and then Haley was sleeping in my bed and I like fell on the floor. I'm like, Haley, Haley. It was really scary for her too. And I just was like faint, like almost faint. It was crazy how my body was. I mean, my mind was so strong thinking that I was also dying of a blood clot. And then I'm scared about leaving my kids. So it started then. And it was like several months of this. And I learned in this book that, you know, we got the title from that. If you have watched someone die, like it increases your anxiety, like way up and you think you're dying a lot. And this Mm. happened over the first few months. I remember like I had this tooth issue. I had to get a new root canal. I had to have a tooth pulled. And then I was on like, um, medications. And then I thought I was like dying from the side effects. I remember calling my mom crying, like reading all the side effects on the bottle. (laughs) Like, I think I'm dying, you know, and just like, here's the craziest one. So it's so crazy. And like Haley actually made fun of me about it. So for some reason I was like wiping something on the counter with a Lysol wipe. And then I thought that it, I should sniff the counter to see what, what, what it was, but I sniffed the Lysol wipe. And then I thought I was dying because I inhaled the Lysol wipe. It was crazy. Like in that moment, it was so real to me though. I was like about to faint. I'm, I'm going to die. I sniffed a Lysol wipe. Like my mind was so nuts. This is a few months after Luke died that it was like this crazy anxiety. And then I don't, you know, there hasn't been a lot since then. Just, I mean, I get little like physical things here and there. And then I think that something's wrong. You know, it, it's pretty bad. Like when then I, I start thinking, you know, like I have this thing, like a cyst, I think it's like a cyst on my foot that comes and goes and they've x-rayed it like four times over the last couple <laughs> of years, just because they, you know, for my mind and all the, every time, by the time I have an appointment, it's gone. Anyways, the point is when it's there, I think I have like a growth, you know, like a tumor mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like so many things over and over and over. And it doesn't happen. matter how much, you know, about cancer right. either and how you and know that's not the cancer the just doesn't it's operate like way, that come way. Back. I know, yeah. but, but it, it's just hard to not feel that way. Yeah, it is. It's just like this crazy, your mind, you know, and so you have to stop um, actually like one of my friends, he told me when I was uh, explaining this to him, he was saying that it's like, how did he explain it? Like to how to stop the thoughts. It's like, um, there's this barn and there's like, there's the barn doors are open and there's like birds coming in, they're pooping everywhere. And it's like, everybody, you have to shut that door and not let them in so that you, you don't have these thoughts like over and over. And like, it's kind of like such a great visual. I know. <laughs> it's like nice visual that works. It helps. And then um like oh ants. I've talked about ants before. Automatic negative thoughts where you have what my counselor taught me this. You have one bad thought and then your brain will literally search to support it. Oh yes, that's true because mm. and that's true. And it's all of a sudden 
you have this big thing. And so you need to have an ant eater, like something you say, like something like I could say in response to my thoughts, um, do not be anxious about tomorrow. I mean, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough words, you know, or I could say, do not be anxious about anything. Like having an ant eater. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching myself right now, what I should be doing. That's great. You know, do not be anxious about anything, but with prayer and I'm just trying to quote it from my head. Um, make your request known to God and the peace that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind, blah, blah, blah. Um, blah, blah, blah. Word of God, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this is what I say when I don't know what words go there. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. I will put in the show notes with the correct words. But like, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say that verse when I start. Like, it's this thing in my head. It literally, well, you could have COVID because of this. Well, this could, you know, like when, like, this is my current struggle. And, you know, just da, 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 no, stop. And like, my counselor would say to like, literally say stop. Or like slap your wrist or like do something like stop, like to get yourself out of that. Like, no, I'm not going down this road because what we focus on expands. I know this. Yeah. And so if we're focusing on the thing that could go wrong, you know, like I felt so much better after like talking to a friend and like getting my mind off of this. And I'm like, oh, I forgot that I was thinking about that. I'm not really worried. Mm-hmm. Like, it's Okay. And then today I was listening to the song Gyra, which I think we've talked about before. I just love it. And I was taking a walk with Bentley and I was just like, like, everything's going to be okay. God's got me. Like, it's okay. No matter what God has me, he has a plan. Just trying to get back to that instead of the, the oh, what's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. Cause if this happens, this happens, this happens. And like getting right. so worked up, you know? And so trying to just like return to that place. Um, that's helpful and like taking a nice bath and just forgetting about all the stuff or I don't know, just not being, um, what would my counselor say? Like, don't sit in the marinade of worry. Like don't sit in that marinade, like get up, get, don't let it marinate in your, in your mind. And well, let me, let me ask you a direct question. If somebody is listening right now, that is in their first month or two or three or whatever, And Mm -hmm. they are still feeling that heavy anxiety that it's hard to breathe. You think you're having a heart attack. Maybe they're Mm -hmm. getting panic attacks. Like if they're listening to this because they specifically want to hear how you got through your anxiety, like, you know, kind of like we've done before the Michelle now to the Michelle back Mm -hmm. then, what would you Mm -hmm. tell yourself about how to not let the anxiety consume you? Um, like take a deep breath (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's, it's all going to be okay. Like it's, it's all going to be okay. Just like repeating that to yourself. Or if I'm saying it to my other Michelle, like I would say you're getting worked up for nothing. Like it's Mm -hmm. really going to be okay. And, and you know, that you can trust God to get you through whatever, and he's going to help you through like whatever, whatever comes, I don't know, something like that. And like what helped me a lot, um, it still does is listening to, um, Bible verses with music and like, really like Mm. about peace. Um, Mm. you can do that through the abide app. I've talked about that before, where you can let that during that time period, I did that a lot. Um, and then also what helped me is talking to a trusted friend, like a friend Mm. you can reach out to who will help calm you down. Not one that's going to get you more worked up, but you know, somebody that's in your tribe, which we've talked about tribes that you can call and say, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling with anxiety. Could you pray for me? And could you like, just talk to me and that friend will pray for you and they will talk to you about it. But I guess the biggest thing is that it will be okay. It won't always, your world won't always be this dark Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you are going to get through whatever this current anxiety is and that God has a plan and to trust that. And that's awesome. um, So I know that when you're in the midst of it, because as I've been battling with, um, I guess I would just have to call depression lately. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had people tell me like, you will get through this. You will get past this. This will fade. You know, and I even mentioned one of the things I said to them is I said, I feel like a hypocrite. I am on here doing this podcast, telling people how to feel hopeful and feel joy. And while I do feel that a lot of times and my heart is in the right place, it's like, I want to help people. I obviously am not mm-hmm. doing this to lie to people or anything, but right. I just can't help but feel like a hypocrite for even feeling depression. And mm-hmm. that's just foolishness because right. I never have claimed once that, 
that I don't have any pain in my heart still or whatever, you know, it's just, I want to encourage people in the things that have helped me. And so uh, I wanted to ask you real quick, are either any of your Bible verses you wanted to quote tonight in Isaiah? I know you told them to me. I just forgot. I'm sorry. No, they're not. Okay. <laughs> so there was two I wanted to read. There's Isaiah okay. 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew mm. their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. <laughs> soar on wings like eagles. I got hung up because I feel that's what you were saying a minute ago. But it's not. That's not what you, about you were eagles? saying. You didn't say soar on wings like eagles? Anyway, okay. No, I didn't. You must have imagined that. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I feel like you were quoting that a minute ago. Sorry. But anyways, I thought, that's, <laughs> I thought that was a great verse. Um, great and then verse. the other one is Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Mm. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold mm -hmm. you with my righteous right hand. And... That's true because even as I go through these seasons, um, what they make me do is they make me pour into God mm -hmm. and where we all are probably guilty of this. Um, some of you are probably much better than I am with some of you listening. Um, but I go through seasons, uh, ups and downs of when I'm really doing good at reading my Bible, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I feel like when I go through these bouts of depression, I turn to God and I start reading all these Bible plans. I just start picking plans and reading them. Mm -hmm. And I'm going through like five plans at a time. And yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like praying hungry. more mm -hmm. and I'm, yeah. And I'm reaching out to people. And then all of a sudden now it's been about a week and today I feel great. I feel great today. Um, and, uh, it's just kind of interesting how I think God can mm -hmm. allow us to have those feelings to draw us back sometimes. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say I was like drifting as far as like right. in, in sinfulness, but I just feel like there was some stuff that God wanted to speak to me and mm -hmm. I wasn't allowing him to speak it because I wasn't reading his word. That's how he talks to us. Right. So mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't in his word and you know, I don't know, for me, there's been many times where people have told me when I'm feeling depression or sadness or whatever, people like you got to dive into God's word. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's not what I want to hear. I want to hear like a real world solution. Mm -hmm. And it's just funny. That's our human nature. And what a foolish statement, because the Bible is a real world thing, you know, and we yeah. read it and it gives us real world solutions to real world problems. And right. Um, so I just like to encourage others to do what I've been doing over the past, I don't know, say week and just diving in. And mm -hmm. it's the, you know, if you don't know where to start, just start, like just mm -hmm. open up your Bible. And if you have a, a, you know, an actual physical Bible, just randomly open it up and just yeah. see what, and pray first that God speaks to you. And I, I don't think that's ever happened in my life where I didn't feel God speaking something to me where I just said, God, talk to me. I'm just going to open my Bible up. And, you know, I could wind up in the book of Lamentations or whatever, you know, like just open it up some random book that I've never, that I've, <laughs> that I've never read before. And it, you know, there is still, I've been yeah. a Christian a long time. I've been reading the Bible a long time. I've been listening to sermons for a long time. There are still occasions where like, I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard of that book. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm like, yeah. what is that book? I've never heard of that or whatever. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. which is funny because there's only 66 books. You'd think by now I'd have heard of all of them at the very least, but that's my confession that I have yet to read the full <laughs> Bible cover to cover. I've read many yeah, books many times, but I've never, I don't think I've ever read. Um, not, I don't think I know I have never read cover to cover. So I have not read, um, the whole Bible start to finish, mm -hmm. um, is basically the gist of what I was saying. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, there's, there's a lot in there, but um, yeah. So let me ask you the question a different way, same question, but posed differently. If Michelle from the past was talking to Michelle from the future and said, does your advice really work? Like, do you really feel better now than you did? So, the, so oh, so past Michelle is asking me currently, do I feel better than I did then? Yes. Like, is what you're telling me oh, true? Yeah. Am I gonna, yeah. 
Like, I just, I'm, I'm picturing the people in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so the, I just, the way I chose to phrase it was, yeah. Michelle to, but so the people, it in will the get better. They hear us saying it will get better, mm-hmm. but they're not feeling that right now. Right. You know, some people are very new. We just got some new messages from people that have just become widowed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're in, they're in a dark, mm-hmm. dark time right now. And I remember back that, mm-hmm. oh man, can't you just remember yeah. all the feelings you had in the beginning and yeah. how unreal it felt? And, mm-hmm. and actually kind of going on that, which I meant to talk about things that have happened. I, I went to my uncle's funeral on last, last week. Um, he also died from cancer and, you know, mm. his just seeing his wife and just remembering what that's like. And I said, I want to, I'm, I want to be here if you want to talk to you, especially in a few months when everyone else leaves, like, mm. cause that's, you know, when other people are gone, like that's what happens. And, um, I just want to like kind of side note off of this, but yes, I do remember what that feels like. And it's horrible. And I would never want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that should be hopeful for people that are yeah. in the beginning is that we're in a totally different place now than we were. And oh, even though yeah, there's still struggles, definitely. it's not the same at all. And, you know, I'm a year and three months ish out and you're, so that means you're about a year and a half, right? Yeah. On November 23rd, it will be a year and a half. Yep. Crazy. And, uh, it's yeah, crazy. it's, Come I on. know, Oof. I know. I remember I, I met you and I think I was five months, something like that. And it's like, I, I have been through a lot since you and I met each other, a mm-hmm. lot of ups and downs. And, mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I, I feel like I've constantly been moving in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. And, I can see that. You, know, you mm-hmm. have too. I've seen it with you also. And just to mm-hmm. encourage those that are feeling that anxiety now, just, you know, take a deep breath and try to gain your composure and go out and do something peaceful. Just mm-hmm. go, just do it. Just do it. You don't want to, I know it, but just mm-hmm. go sit by a lake, go sit by a mountain, you know, obviously depending on your region as well, whether or not these things mm-hmm. are applicable. Um, go, go to, just go stay at a hotel for a night. Some, I don't know, just get out and go do something. Yeah. Just try to find something that brings you peace and serenity and just pray there. Mm, um, yeah just find, just force yourself to do it mm-hmm. because I'm challenging you to do it. Not because you want to, but because I believe that it will help you. And mm-hmm. I believe that you're going to feel a little bit better each time you do it, you know, just, just spend time with God and, and look up Google search or duck, duck, go search. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, Bible verses on whatever you're feeling. Yeah. If you're feeling sad, Bible verses on sadness and just start going through and reading or open up your Bible app on your phone. If you have that, um, and just type in a Bible plan for what you're feeling Mm -hmm. or what you want to feel. If you want to feel hopeful Bible verse on hopefulness and, um, you know, yeah, it's it's difficult because we're all going through this dark time. But Michelle and I have been in your shoes, mm-hmm. not perfectly. Nobody has the same two testimonies, but we've been through very, very dark, difficult times. And going to the Lord is how we are getting through it. And it's mm-hmm. consistent. Mm-hmm. And we still have our ups and downs, but the Lord consistently mends us and helps us grow. Mm-hmm through our pain and difficulties as we've, you know, privately shared these stories with one another. We both know that to be true, but mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah. I think that anxiety is a hard thing, but with God's help, you can conquer it. And, you know, it may not be perfect. Like, you know, I'm still going through it a little bit, but let me tell you this little bit is nothing compared to the beginning. <laughs> so mm. You know, it's it again to go on that theme, it gets so much better. Like it might affect me for a little bit, a couple minutes. It's not all day like it used to be. <laughs> I don't and that's have encouraging because yeah. what you're going through right now are real, you know, seeing, you know, first of all, your kids, kid, possibly kids having COVID, seeing yeah. your kid driving for the first time, seeing him driving <laughs> your husband's truck. Um, those are all real anxiety triggers. And for you to be able to confidently say it's not as bad as it was, that's awesome. Yeah, it's totally not like I would never want to go back to the beginning. So my point for all of you in the beginning, 
first year, whatever, like it's going to get better. I mean, I have so many people on TikTok contact me about like, when will it get better? How did it get better? You know? And I'm just able to share that it's not me. It's God. Like, first of all, that's how I got better is relying on God. And that it's also, there's no timeline on grief. Everyone's different. You know, everybody is different depending on if you had a sudden death or a prolonged death or like, there's so many factors. Have you had counseling you know, like it's all different, but just know there's wherever you're at in your grief, it's okay. It's okay. Mm. Give yourself some grace. Like I actually, it's actually Stacy. I was going to say, I have a friend who says that to me all the time, who's, you know, been through two losses herself. And like, if I'm struggling with something, she's just like, give yourself some grace. Like really it's okay. Like you're a newer widow, you know, relatively new compared to like people have been widows for five or 10 years. And mm-hmm. anyways, I mean, and you and I, we're still actually considered new probably too. Yeah. People are yeah. down the road and someday we'll be like, Oh, we thought we were like seasoned like a year and a half year. And right. Months. But we'll be like, we're like 10 years down the road now. Like, yeah. yeah. You know how much more we're going to learn in the next, uh, you know, few years. And Anyways, um, there's something I want to share that is not exactly related to the topic, but I came across this, um, we revisited this week and I feel like it's going to help a lot of people. And so it's, it's on the subject of like dating, love, et cetera. Um, it's called for the man who's brave enough to love a widow. And I came across it. I saved it like a year ago. I saw this article. It's, um, I'll, I'll post the link. Can't remember her name right this moment. Kathleen, whatever. I'm going to have the link to it. And it just, I think it's beautiful. If you are considering dating someone, or if you are dating or just something to know that it's out there as a resource, even to understand yourself better, it helped me understand myself better. And so I just wanted to share this with you and, um, do with it what you want, but I just thought it would be really encouraging. So also know when I say widow, it means widower. When I say woman, it means man too, you know, it could be either way. So For the man who is brave enough to love a widow, know that if she is open to accepting your love and returning that love, she is also brave, braver than any other woman you will ever know. Please don't try to fix her. She's not broken. In some ways, she's more put together than she was before loss because she feels more deeply. She has more self-awareness and understands the meaning of life in a more profound way. If she's choosing to love again, then she has been through her worst and she is ready to have the courage to open herself up to vulnerability, the vulnerability of love, potential loss and heartbreak. Sometimes she may appear broken though. There will be moments, days and waves that will wash over her and take her breath away. She will survive them. She will breathe again. It's not your job to save her, but to offer her your hand when she's drowning and your warmth, love, compassion, and support when she reaches the shore. Please don't make it about you. It's not. And it doesn't mean she loves you any less. In fact, your patience and support will make her feel strong, safe, vulnerable, and able to share her emotions. She loves deeper now and will want to pull you into, into you to love a woman who has been to true darkness. The depths of pain is no easy task. She will need a warrior, but not in the sense of fighting her demons or fixing her pain. So please don't try. You won't be able to fix the sadness reminders, special days that may might make her retreat from you. Just hold space if she needs it and know she'll be back when she feels what she needs. She needs you to love her scars, to see the scars actually make her more beautiful. She needs you to be willing to see into her soul. She needs you to accept the admiration and love. This is so important. She still feels for her late husband. That love does not change after death. And she still has a portion of her heart that belongs with him and that she loves him today as much as the day he left. To know that doesn't mean there's less space for you, but rather her heart expands when she decides to be brave enough to open it again. That just like having multiple children, we've talked about this, she will have room for all of them. In fact, she loves bigger, more deeply, and with more acceptance, more compassion. She knows the value of loving and being loved in a way that others cannot. Her heart has expanded 10 times with gratitude for the love she had, for being alive, for all of her blessings. She sees life through a filter that is pure, raw, authentic, and vulnerable. Those scars can also mean that she feels more deeply and she needs you to be a safe space for her, to reassure her when her fears seem unreasonable. Mm. If she accepts your love, you are special because she has survived the worst imaginable loss. She knows that she can 
she knows that she can be alone. She doesn't need you. She just wants you. If she loves you, then you have cracked open a wall that she built to be safe, to never feel the pain of loss like that. Again, acknowledge that vulnerability every day in the way you show up for her, let her say his name and you should say it too. If she wants, isn't that good? I love that. If she wants to share stories, be okay with that. He is not your competition. Learn about him, respect him. She will love you more deeply for it. Her grief is part of her. If you didn't know her before her loss, trust me, she has changed. The very core of who she is has changed. Her grief lives inside her bones. It flows through her blood. It is settled in its permanent home. If she has children, know the weight of responsibility she feels is unlike any other parent. She feels guilt that she couldn't protect them. She feels overwhelmed with responsibility and she carries her children's grief with her own in layers. So this is okay. The next part is good. If her children are young, like you, she may need you to be a co-parent with her. If her children are older, like me, she will want you to be their friend and hopefully a mentor. Mostly she will need to lean on you while working through her children's issues. If you love her, you're choosing to love them too, with their broken hearts. The beauty of loving this woman is that she has depth, the kind only attained through extreme pain and healing. She will be your soft place to land your home, your biggest support and greatest love. You will make her a priority. You will not leave her wondering. You will not be unsure. And if you choose her, you must be ready to love, to be raw, exposed, real, and vulnerable. In return, you will receive the kind of love that most people don't experience, a true, connected, and fierce love that you have only dreamed of. You will be admired with gratitude every single day. You will get a woman who is okay with being late if it means a longer kiss, a tighter hug, or staying in bed just a little longer, for she knows those moments are the big things in the end. You will get a woman with magic in her soul, longing to live a big, full, beautiful life with freedom and adventure. She knows life is short and that rules no longer apply. You will get a woman who's passionate in everything she does. Some of that passion she will share openly. It will be your job over time with trust to strip away the walls, to expose the rest like beautiful surprises. You will get a community of warriors who will admire you and love you for stepping up for a woman. They have spent countless hours, days, months, and years supporting, nurturing, worrying about and showing up for. Yes, they will be watching you. Yes, they will be in protective mode. You will need to be confident and consistent. But once you've proved you want to protect her heart, you have acquired a fierce new family of warriors who will hold high, hold you high with her. You will get a woman with more to give than you could ever have imagined. She will treasure you like the gold you are. If you are brave enough, you will be rewarded with riches beyond your wildest dreams. Carlene Gilbertson, that's who wrote it. Powerful, Beautiful. right? Yeah. That's I awesome. was like, whoa, it helped me understand myself more. I'm like, yeah, this is totally me. Like I totally, all of it. And I think for me, one of the most important things is the part that talks about like, it's okay that she says her husband's name and like, mm-hmm. it, you don't have, it's, you're not competition and like, right. you know, so there's a total side, not, not even on this subject, you know, maybe in the future we'll be doing like a dating episode where we'll talk more about this stuff, but I just, I just really liked it. What What do you think about it? I like it a lot. And um, I think it was interesting, you know, because I have mentioned that um, I've been dating and it's been a very mm-hmm. challenging in some ways journey, but I feel mm-hmm. like I've kind of figured it out in a lot of ways. It's uh, so that really spoke to me a lot because mm-hmm. um, the woman I'm dating is really awesome and she was widowed herself mm-hmm. and she checks off all the, like, it's pretty interesting because you said it can apply to a man too. And um, she loves hearing about Lacey. She understands that I still love her. Like there's just a lot. So I was really thinking of that as you were saying it and like, wow, like, did she read this? Like, (laughs) you know? Um, So yeah, I I would be interested in in doing a more of a topic on that um, for sure another time, but um, Mm -hmm. it just really, I thought that was very powerful and and insightful to me as well. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, from reading from, you know, a woman reading it towards a man to feel that way. And um, yeah, it was like very insightful and just like, wow, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And things that you might not know, I feel like as a widow or widower rather, uh, I would know most of those things instinctively, but I think that's very powerful for anybody to any woman in particular um, who's listening to have a man read before Mm -hmm. they start dating. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think it would be very insightful and educational and eye-opening, you know, the, mm-hmm. like, especially if she's handing it to him saying here, I want you to read this about me um, mm-hmm. before we start dating or whatever. Like, I think that would be very eye-opening and something that she could reference if she's going through grief or whatever, you know, that she could say, Hey, remember that thing said this and, you know, you're not competition mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, cause um, I love that. I don't have to tiptoe around talking about yeah. Lacey. She was part of my life for 17 years and right. I'm a storyteller. That's how mm-hmm. I com- have conversations with people as I'm often telling stories. And um, I tell stories to make people laugh, to make people remember whatever mm-hmm. it might be, but they, Lacey was half of my life yeah. uh, just about. And so like, yeah, if you're hearing a story about me being an adult, it most likely involved Lacey. Exactly. You know, so anyways, is uh, I thought that was beautiful. I think that was awesome that you shared it, even though it wasn't, yeah. you know, on anxiety, like you're saying, but it's still, it's very <laughs> just- powerful. Because I mean, I'm going to be honest too, like there's uh, someone I'm considering dating. So I did give this to him and he, like you were saying was like, Whoa, this he's like, this is like totally you. And like, it helps me understand you a lot more. Mm. And like the, you know, like so much of living life to the fullest. And like, sometimes I have like crazy fears and like, just like literally everything it said. And also so that he can understand, like, if you're going to choose to love me, you will love my kids too, you know, Mm -hmm. and they are older. And so it is more like a mentor and a friend and, um, you know, there's just so much. And so I actually got to live what you were just talking about and we have already like referenced it a few times. And so it's such a great tool. So thank you, Carlene Gilbertson for writing that (laughs) because it is beautiful. But yeah, I remember it was on, like, I saved it on a Facebook thing. Like you can save things, you know, like over a year ago. And I was like, I'm going to keep that for someday. Like, I think that, and so some of you might be in this place and you might save it for later or whatever, but I feel like this is such a powerful tool. Like, I want to like find her and thank her because it is so beautiful. And like, um, Charlene, if you're listening, (laughs) Carlene, (laughs) Oh, Carlene, I thought you said Charlene, my bad. But anyways, I just thought that was beautiful, totally off subject, but I just came across it and thought other people would find it valuable as well. So for sure. And that's anyways, um, is there anything else you want to say on the topic of, uh, anxiety or anything at all? You know me. I always want to say you got more. I know you got more. You want no, to say I, I don't have much, but I was just scrolling over here on the side um, through some psalms mm. um, as I referenced them earlier. And so, just to give you a sample, Psalm thirty-four, four. I sought the Lord, and He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Psalm thirty-four, seventeen. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them, and He delivers them from their troubles. Psalm 94, 19, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Mm, uh, Psalm 138, 8, the Lord will vindicate me. Your love, Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the work of your hands. I just, it's just a sample of mm-hmm. how much David just opens his heart in these Psalms. And whether you're going through a hard time or wanting encouragement, uh, I feel like reading the Psalms, like you'll feel like he's, he's crying out your pain to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then you'll, you'll hear the strength that he has and the faithfulness that he has. And it's just beautiful. So, um, no, mm-hmm. I don't have anything else on that, but, um, to wrap it up, I just, I wanted to say that, um, we, we really, really want to hear your stories. Mm-hmm. That's true. If, you know, if you want to send them to us in email or messenger or whatever on Facebook, we're on Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff that Michelle will talk about in the end. (laughs) But, um, but more so if you have the courage to share your story on Mm -hmm. air and how the Lord is walking you through it is the main, um, point of what we're looking for. If you want to share your stories with us, please reach out. And, um, Mm -hmm. we just, you know, I'm just, I'm just, we keep saying this at the end of every episode because we want to, I feel like there's people listening who, who want to, and they're a little afraid. Yeah. And I just want to say it again and again and again, so that maybe one of these times you're like, you know what, I'm going to reach out to them and I'm going to share the story on air. Um, cause you can help people with your story and not only that, it can help you to talk about it. So, um, we're, we're very interested in getting to know more of you and, um, 
to yeah, just learning your stories and hearing about the journey that you've been on, the difficulties and the the hard times and the good times and the blessings and all that good stuff. So yeah, I had another verse I wanted to share and just a little saying really quick that um Matthew 634, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough worries of its own. My mom for years has always said when I start talking about something, she says, don't borrow trouble. Like you don't need to go there. Like you're, you're worrying about problems, you know? And I, I love how, you know, I remember yeah. you saying that to me at one point, don't borrow you, trouble. telling me that your mom used to tell you that. And I was like, I like that. Right? I like that a lot. I do that all the time. I'm uh-huh. always, always borrowing. borrowing I'm, taking out, I'm taking out loans from tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's, um, what her mom used to say to her or something. So Anyways, um, that's some generational tomorrow. wisdom. It is. And don't worry about tomorrow. So would you like to pray for everybody? Yes, I would. Okay. Heavenly Father, God, you're such a gracious and loving and compassionate God. And I pray that you would give us um, the strength to, to reach out and tell you what we're feeling, whether we're angry or sad or depressed, that you can handle it. You can handle whatever we're feeling. And um, I just pray that you would help anybody with anxiety right now to just help them feel a peace in their heart that um that they will get through this and it's hard when you're in that moment so we pray lord that you would just protect their hearts and give them courage and um we just thank you we thank you for the blood of jesus it is such a gift that we need to remember every single day about how precious our salvation is it is such a huge gift mm-hmm. that we so often just don't even think about when we say, oh yeah, I'm saved. Like, I just thank you so much that we are truly saved from eternity in hell, that you are rescuing us and we get to spend all eternity in paradise with our savior. And we thank you for his blood. And it is in his name, Jesus Christ, that we pray to you, Father. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, If you like this podcast and you want to help us get the word out, you could give it a little thing, five stars on Apple (laughs) Podcasts and rate and review it so we can get the word out to more people. If you want to be a guest or contact us about anything, you can email us at widowedtosoonm at gmail.com or you could send us a message on our Facebook page, Widowed Too Soon or Instagram page, Widowed too soon underscore i think those are all the ways um we'd love to yeah we'd love to hear for you from you pray for you and we'd love to hear your story yeah don't be shy we'd love to hear from you i mean we got so much great feedback um that we were able to share with lisa about the people that were connecting with her story about her husband Mm -hmm. going through covid and so every story is unique and so your story could probably help someone that we can't help and Mm -hmm. so if you if you feel led to do it we've love to hear from you. So anyways, thanks for listening guys. And, uh, Oh wait, what else do we have to say? Uh, YouTube channel, subscribe. There's the link yep. below. Don't and forget about YouTube. Like, don't forget. We almost forgot YouTube. Are we at 10 yet? Are we in the double digits? We're at 18. 18. Come on. We are blowing up <laughs> 18 <laughs> in like three months. Woo-hoo! What's the party? We're blowing up. Man, I, I can't know even handle that. Are. We are. It's good stuff. But anyways, go support us on YouTube. And I think that's all the things. So we will see you again next time. Have a great week. Bye. God bless you.